Hey everyone, you are listening to Mental Maintenance. My name is Denise. And I'm Jordan. And please bear with us for this first episode. It is our first time recording anything. Anything. (laughs) Well, except for our practice runs, but... Those were like eight minutes long. Yeah. So, um, we just want to talk to you guys about Mental Maintenance uh, podcast and what we're hoping to get accomplished here, and then we're just going to kind of have a conversation and discuss some things that hopefully you want to hear about. Yeah, totally. Um, So, welcome. Hopefully you stick around longer than episode one. Um, It will get better, I'm sure. Yeah. I I promise. It will. (laughs) So I guess we just wanted to kind of go over like what to expect from our podcast. Um, How would you, Denise, how would you say you would kind of like summarize what we hope to do or provide to people? I think for the most part, we're going to be trying to interview people, real people, not, you know, celebrities, but real people that are dealing with everyday life stuff. anything that they've overcome that's been a really, you know, a hard thing for them to get through, um, something that was difficult that they came out on the other side and have grown from it. Um, Hopefully, you know, we'll talk to people that have uh, problems or going through difficult times that other people can relate to and maybe get some, you know, some advice, some ideas on how to get through their own stuff, or maybe just inspiration mm-hmm. to feel better about just their like day. Just like peace of mind almost too. Yeah. Um, I think also we just are hoping that this can almost be kind of like therapy for people in some sort of way. Yes, and ourselves. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think this is going to be a really good outlet for us um, mentally and hopefully for you guys as well. Um, I know that both Denise and I go to counseling um, or therapy or however you want to call it. And we've both um, have talked about multiple times how we just feel like every human on the planet could benefit from going to a counselor and talking through things, even Absolutely. if they don't you know, feel like they have quote unquote issues or, or going through hard times. I think being able to talk with somebody through something is just really, can be really powerful. So hopefully we can bring that to you guys throughout the episodes and yeah, just interviewing dope people with dope stories. (laughs) (laughs) That's the goal. Um, yeah, I mean, hopefully we can just, uh, we can just have some kind of normal conversations that, you know, normally other people wouldn't be listening to but hopefully by listening to something that's a little more intimate a little bit more private um that can help them get through the day or something that they're going through Mm -hmm. we do have um some people lined up that we Mm want to interview and i know that some of the stuff that we know that they're going to be talking about are stuff that they wouldn't just talk about you know through regular conversation so um free therapy for everybody (laughs) (laughs) even them uh do you want to like kind of do like a quick list of like some of the stuff that we're going to be talking about like some of the um we're going to be talking about adoption we're going to be talking about um child loss we're Mm going to be talking about um parenting in general um addictions grief grief. I mean any anything that's um a struggle that most most of the time people don't talk about in their normal lives they just put a smile on their face and keep going. So if any of that stuff is something you're going through or interested in, you know, keep listening and right. hopefully we can we can help you out. 
And if we have um, moms out there that are listening, we definitely plan on talking about just our personal journeys through things like postpartum depression and anxiety and yeah, just those topics that, you know, we know that a lot of people go through, but not necessarily um, talked about on a, like a normal yeah, normal level. And I know it's super early, obviously. We're on the first episode, but if there's anything that you guys want to hear about or want oh, to have yeah. us discuss or try to find someone that we can discuss a certain topic with, mm-hmm. or if you want to be on the show because you are going through something or you've been through something, please feel free to reach out. Your story deserves to be told. 100%. Everybody's story deserves to be told. Um, so why don't we just kind of start off with... Uh, talking about maybe how we decided to do this in the first place yeah yeah um actually before we start that I have a question for you uh so we've been working with each other for about a year um what was your first impression of me did you read that on my notebook no no it's on my notebook you can look Look right first impressions of each other Oh my That's gosh. so funny. It's the first question on both of our Hilarious. notes. Okay. <laughs> well, I'll start. <laughs> um, uh, so my first impression of you, to be totally honest, like this is an honest space. <laughs> uh, I could tell you, I thought you were going to be really shy mm-hmm. and maybe not interact very much, maybe not talk very much. Yeah. Um, and not, I didn't think anything negative because I'm the exact same way like when I meet someone for the first time yeah there's like no I don't unless they engage me right I don't engage them and that's something I'm working on um but yeah I just I just thought you know yeah she'll be cool to have around the office and you know hopefully we all get along and but I never expected this amazing friendship to blossom. (laughs) (laughs) that's funny I feel like mine was probably really similar was like you know, she seems quiet, like, I don't know how I, sh- like, how to uh, make the first move, <laughs> if you will, um, but yeah, well, just, like, someone did. kind of, like, because I think we've talked about this, too, like, what we feel other people's first impressions of us are, and I think that they're both pretty the same, like, a little standoffish, like, we both, like, aren't going to go totally out of the way to, like, yeah be like hi I'm Jordan (laughs) like let's be friends but we're not rude yeah I think probably what helped too is even though we don't have like a ton of the same the exact same interests there are small things that we were able to connect on I mean obviously we're both around the same age Mm -hmm. um we both have children around the same age we're both kind of at the same point in our lives um married recently bought a house yep recently had our first child which is also you know they're both girls like yeah yeah so I think that you know if it wasn't for that I think it might have been a little bit harder to find a connect but Mm -hmm. I think that was probably the first thing that we connected on real quick was yeah we both have very young children at home first you know first children and girls right they're so cute by the way (laughs) um (laughs) the cutest (laughs) So this was, so actually, um, we both worked together and I started, um, shadowing Denise in, like, she was basically kind of training me. And at that point I, um, 
at that point I was she was listening to podcasts on her phone while we were like working and I had been familiar with podcasts because my husband um has listened to them for a long time but I personally had never really dug into it and so I kind of um she like gave me a few suggestions and was like these are my favorite like go listen to them and then um before I knew it I was like listening to podcasts all day long um the ones that she was uh recommending to me so this like idea of starting a podcast was definitely your idea um you had like put it we made vision boards at work and she had put it on her vision board (laughs) um and then I can't really remember when you specifically were like would you do it with me I don't really remember my answer I'm pretty sure it was just like yeah (laughs) so I think it took like it took me several weeks, if not months, to like, like, should I, should I ask her? <laughs> I think she might do it with me. I don't know. <laughs> like, <That's so> funny. <laughs> I didn't want to, um, for right off the bat, I never want to like come on too strong to anybody for any reason. Mm-hmm. But like asking you to do this is a huge chunk of your time. Like, and I know how busy we both are. You're busier than I am, though, and so. And that's because you have, like, your side business and stuff. And uh, I knew I had enough time to, like, figure it out. But asking someone to, like, give up several hours of their week every Mm -hmm. week is, like, or every other week is a really hard thing to do. Plus, I'm just not used to asking for help or, like, you know, asking for anybody to do anything like that with me. And, um, I mean, we've known each other. We've been working together for, like, a year. And I think we just hung out outside of work for the first time like not too long ago right yeah um but I think that's I mean I think that has a lot to do with one the fact we're both busy but I think both of us are also a little more introverted and we kind of have to push ourselves to be Mm -hmm. extroverted well definitely me I don't I'm do you feel the same way or yeah I feel like I'm a little bit of both it just kind of depends on like what area Mm-hmm. you know of life that it is that I'm either kind of shy or really outgoing about but um which is funny yeah because people I guess I like know that I'm busy but like it's just kind of normal to me so um but I do I I could get that because I think in the same way I'm like trying to be respectful of that like to you too like yeah. I know that this is gonna take up some of our time but I think um for good reason and we just had that conversation today like you know at the point of where this doing this podcast is like comes with pressure or stress or we feel like we have to do it is like not the goal like we want this to be like we said an outlet for us and to be fun and something that we enjoy doing um which so far has yeah. been hey for the past uh you know 20 minutes or so right it's been great. right <laughs> we have practice sometimes, um no I I think that's good I yeah I just listening to podcasts every, every single day I mean even my drive home you know from work to and from work picking up Charlotte oh like, yeah I, I mean, would never listen to music anymore <laughs> it's so bad <laughs> but I just I don't know like and you know my my uh my list of like subscribed podcasts is ridiculous and all over the place. Um, it's literally like I can pick a podcast for my mood, like mm-hmm. I used to pick music for my mood. Yeah, yeah. 
or if I want something that's a little, you know, going to cheer me up or make me feel better, like that's how I pick my podcast. Or if I'm feeling a little more like detective, like I want to get like into like a mm-hmm. murder mystery or something, you know, um, it's just nice to have. And like, I don't know, the more I listened to it, I was just like, I really want to do this. I yeah. really want to talk to people and, you know, put something out there that someone can listen to and maybe get something out of. Like I get, you know, stuff out of it. So I have a question because I feel like I'm the type of person who really thrives off of like I get pumped up when I know that people are going to be listening to me like I (laughs) like talking and I like being like I like talking in the form of like a leader like that just seriously puts a fire under my butt and like makes me feel (laughs) kind of weird ways but like um which I think is why I was like, yeah, I'll do this. Like, uh, I get to talk to people. Like, what? Um, do you feel like you're the same way? Or, like, because I know I, I, you know, my dream job would literally be to, like, do TED Talks in front of, like, thousands of people. I love that. Yeah, and that I always have. But people are always like, you're insane. I would yeah. never do that. Um, so I also love to talk. But I love to talk in intimate settings. Mm-hmm. The only part of, like... Um, other people hearing it that's cool it's just that I know that it'll help them but right. if I think about it too much like it kind of freaks, it you kind out. Of freaks me out mm-hmm. yeah um, but the 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 idea of getting to talk to somebody one-on-one for like an hour and a half and and like the hour and the um, they come in knowing like we're going to be talking about like more intimate things like we want to talk about more serious things like oh it just it sounds incredible to me like Mm -hmm. I'm just I've always wanted to do um uh counseling or or therapy like as a profession and not really having the schooling or the financial or the time to like do that um and become a counselor therapist or something like that um I mean this is the next best thing yeah and the fact that I can talk to like people that I already know mm-hmm. and get to know them on a better level like yeah that that pumps me up <laughs> like, right it's probably weird but no I think that makes sense um man I had a thought and then it just it just went away so how, how long have you known that you were okay with speaking in public like were you even in high school were you good at it or wanted to do it or is that something that I never really um had the opportunity to like publicly speak in high school um but I I used to figure skate for a really long time and we would put on once a year we would put on these really big shows and it'd fill up the Carlson Center um or the Big Dipper so there would be like hundreds of people a lot of the times you know we do like school performances so your school would take a field trip to watch our figure skating show so I'd know like people in the audience and like whereas I had friends who were like puking their brains out because they were so (laughs) nervous to like go on like I was nervous until I until I opened the curtain and saw how many people were out there and like to me it was just like all right like it's it's go time like you don't have time to be nervous because you're about to like awesome like you're you're gonna kill it so I think I've just kind of always I don't know like thrived on that and I remember my performer mm -hmm, my mom was always like that is so weird like (laughs) that's not normal she was like kind of freaked out Mm -hmm. like that's not normal but I feel like um yeah it would be crazy like I would be practicing and I feel like I wouldn't be doing as well as I would hope but like it was like 
I knew when I needed to turn it on and when to like turn it off. So I think that definitely is what started it. And then in, I did take some college classes and one of them was speech. Um, and I really liked that class because a lot of the times she let us pick whatever topics we wanted to speak about. So I remember I did a speech on couponing and like <laughs> budgeting and saving money, which is oh something God, that same. I enjoy. <laughs> and then I um, got to speak on, I think I did same sex marriage at that point. And again, was just like a topic that was like really close to my heart. And I just, yeah, I don't know. It's just, I love it. And then with my side biz with coaching, um, I do a lot of like trainings and, and lead other people through like live, live stuff. And I just, yeah, it just makes me feel good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, um, I never have really done anything in front of a lot of people. I mean, I was, um, I did sports, some sports in like junior high and high school, um, by high school, the the main thing that I did was track, mm-hmm. and I I'm sure there were people at our track meets, but I didn't notice. Them. Like it was just yeah. better for me to not notice and just like run because mm-hmm. I just I ran long distance, so I would just like tune everything out and just run. Yeah. So I like any any time that I have to be in front of a lot of people. I'd say more than like a couple, <laughs> then I'm, I just kind of, I don't shut down, but I definitely like tone it down. Yeah. I don't talk as much. Like I don't, I don't want to stand out. Mm. Um, so this, this is perfect. Right. <laughs> this yeah. Is perfect yeah. Because <laughs> you don't really know exactly how many people are listening to all. Exactly. After the yeah. fact. And that's fine. Like, yeah. That's yeah. fine. We'll then keep it that way. <laughs> um, so... I was kind of curious, I can't remember if we've talked about this before, but um, like coming back to counseling or therapy, I know for me, the first time that I ever went, I was a junior in high school. Um, How old were you and when? Um, I mean, I, I did talk to counselors when I was a kid like really young like maybe like seven ish seven eight mm-hmm. um not on a regular basis maybe just like one or two because my family went through some stuff during that time um but honestly like scheduling it on my own like I none none at all through high school probably this year honestly yeah. was like the first time I actually like went to counseling like I scheduled it and did it and it wasn't just like oh that conversation that I just had with that person was basically like therapy that was really good for me mm-hmm. <laughs> this mm-hmm. was this year was probably the first year that I've actually pursued it and gone and made appointments and done it consistently yeah and I think we both had the same sort of experience where we've we've seen a counselor wasn't really vibing and then went and saw somebody else so I don't know if um, anybody listening has tried counseling and has maybe it maybe was not a good experience which we've both personally been through Mm -hmm. Um, but I think it's really important to know like try again like definitely Definitely. I think the most beneficial thing you can do for yourself is to one get to counseling Mm -hmm. but then two realize that it's okay if you don't jive with somebody like try somebody else until you find somebody who really works with you because I think 
we can both say that the counselors that we've found now we like absolutely love yeah totally and the the first person um you know like honestly it took me a long time in between like the the first person I went to I only went to him twice and at the end of my second session he was basically like well you're good so uh do you want to come back or I mean you're good I was just like oh I am not coming back (laughs) like you're right I am good like bye yeah (laughs) um but that totally, like, it was really, really hard for me to then, like, get back into it and find another person. Um, it was probably months in between, like, that one and the next one, but I just kept telling myself, like, you just have to do it. You just have to do it. Because I knew that I needed it. Yeah. I knew that I needed to talk to somebody. Um, but the thought of, like, having to go through... Start from the beginning. ...my entire story all mm-hmm. over again, which was so hard for me the first session. Right. I was just like, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to do this all over again. I'm going to cry again. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do all this. But honestly, like I went to this second person who I'm still with now and I went through all of the exact same stuff with her the first session and I didn't, I did not feel as emotional about it. And I think that's because I had already gone through it. Like the first time I did it, it was like. Okay, I knew what oh to my expect. gosh, I haven't, I haven't told anybody all of those things that quickly mm-hmm. ever. Right. You know, those those things come out like in pieces in conversations, but never like all at once. And I think that was really like a, an emotional like shock for me. Mm-hmm. But when I did it a second time, when I went to the second therapist or counselor um, and told her everything, I I didn't cry like I just kind of went over there of course I got emotional but I didn't you know it was not nearly as hard the second time so if any if that's holding anybody back like not wanting to start all over again it's definitely easier the second time and probably the third time and fourth time if it takes that long mm-hmm. because it's so worth finding the right person yeah and I can say that too yeah between the f- I've only gone to two different people. And the first time I went, like I said, I was a junior in high school. I went to her for a handful of months. And then um, I guess at the time, I, my mom and I were not vibing on the same level whatsoever. And she was, my counselor was very adamant to like get my mom in there with me and have like a group that sounds session. Terrifying. Yeah. And I was like, no, I don't want <laughs> I that. Really don't want right. That. Like, um, no. And um, long story short, my mom ended up in the thing and I just oh felt God. very violated and like not respected. So it did again, like I felt like my trust was lost. It was like, you know, it took me a long time to get here. Like nobody yeah. likes to ask for help, especially when you're feeling helpless. Yeah. Um, and so I, I didn't go for like years and then um it was the winter before we found out we were pregnant um I it was just like in a spot where I was like I need this like as much as I don't want to go through this process again right. like I am not going to get any better unless I just buck up and help myself and that time was actually I always I was telling myself that it was my birthday present to myself and it was like a sign from God because I called to make an appointment and her first appointment was available on my birthday. So I was oh, like, yep, snap. this is and it. And I can't avoid it anymore. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> but um, after that, I just like, I fell in love with her and she's like straightforward, which I need sometimes. Um, she always gives me like 
tangible things that I need to go do as like homework and if I don't do it by the next time (laughs) she's like you know if you're not willing to do it then like you're not gonna yeah, you don't, there's no need to come see me, you know, like, yeah. um, and you have to be willing to change, right. and this is what you need to do in order to do it, and so sometimes it's just, like, I need somebody to be, like, this is what you need to do, so do, do it, this, yeah. yeah. Well, that, uh, that's a good point, too, so, um, our, we see different counselors, um, and so your counselor gives you, like, homework and things to do, and, like, you know, things, and you appreciate that and you like that that would kill it for me mm-hmm. so if I went to your counselor I would actually when we were talking about like who are you gonna see yeah. like I need to find a new counselor and you told me that I was like mm, nope no <laughs> yeah <laughs> I walk work. out every time with like paper like that's crazy yeah I mean that's awesome that right. it works for you. it's just it it is crazy to know how different mm-hmm. you know but it makes sense every person is going to need like a different way of coping with things and dealing with things and my therapist or my counselor has suggested you know maybe you do this or maybe you do that and sometimes I take her suggestions and then other times like "Eh, I just really don't think that'll work for me or I just I'm not feeling that or whatever and um you know that that's nice for me but I can also see where someone would be like you've got to give me something, you know, you've got to give me something to work on or, or say, wow, you're giving me something to do. Like, yes, I want to work mm-hmm. on this. I want to like get better. I want to, you know, write this stuff down or I want to do this. Like, that's really cool. And, um, it's cool that there are like two counselors, at least in Fairbanks that are like that different. And I'm pretty sure they're right. like right across the street from each other. Yeah, I think they are. <laughs> that's funny. So, uh, how old were you? So was that when you first went to therapy when you were in was in high school? Uh-huh. Um, what made you go the first time? Were you like depressed? Were you having like anxiety? All the above? Yeah, I think it was all the above. So I, um, my anxiety journey was is actually kind of interesting too. I, my mom has so growing up she would take medicine right and we didn't know what it was for but when we would ask she'd be like this is so we I don't kill you like just and <laughs> just like because you drive me crazy like right. I, uh which later I realized was like her anxiety medication right. um right. <laughs> and so I knew I guess, like, I knew growing up that my mom, like, went through some of that stuff, but I didn't really understand it, and I want to say in, like, middle school, I started feeling this weird sensation in my chest, and it felt like it was, it was making me hard to, it was making it hard to breathe, it felt like my chest was, like, skipping beats, um, but I didn't know what it was and that's how I could describe it to people and so I ended up having um I don't remember what they're called but it was like a little heart monitor and it was like I'm sure they thought you had like some kind of yeah so they like monitored it I think I did that twice and they were like we're not seeing anything irregular and I finally we went to I think just a pediatrician and um she was like I remember the way she said it made me so upset she said it in a way that was like this isn't real. There's nothing wrong with you. It's called anxiety. 
and I didn't understand. <laughs> this is real, but it's called anxiety. Right. She was like, it's Jeez. called anxiety. Like, there's nothing wrong with you, basically. And so, which, of course, made me feel insane. Right. And I just remember well, I I'll leaving. Just suck it up and Leaving with my mom Jeez. so upset, like... I'm not making this up. Like, yeah. this is freaking me out. And anyway, so that's how I realized, like, okay, this is what I have. Um, I don't really know what that means, but, you know, here Apparently we go. It's not real. Yeah. And um, and then in high school, I had, um, around that time, I had just kind of, I think I had broken up with, like, the one, like, real boyfriend I had ever had at that time. So that was weird and emotional and changes your patterns mm -hmm. and And I was 17 and my mom and I are literally twins so we wanted nothing to do with (laughs) like we just butt heads all the time and um I just remember feeling really empty and like not wanting to do anything and your sister is like was opposite right like she was kind of like the golden child right like she at that time I mean she was like really good at school like um yeah, she was just she didn't get in she trouble. Was, she yeah. didn't do nothing bad. And um yeah, I just I just remember feeling really weird and not myself. And I actually go figure. I was like not in on really good terms with my mom, but that's who I asked. I was like on my floor sobbing. Uh-huh. And she like came in and was like, you know, what's wrong? And I just said, I don't feel good. I'm really sad. I have no idea why. I need help. Can you help me? And um I'm like getting emotional but one thing that I loved was like she did not ask any questions she literally was like yes I'll find somebody and then she made me an appointment so that was cool yeah that's that's really cool I um I think it's really important I'm learning or I've known for a long time and it's very prevalent to me now having Charlotte but um it's so important to have someone in your life hopefully your parents but yeah. if not you know someone in your life that just no questions asked right this is what we're doing and I don't want to see you this way and this is what we're going to do to make sure that you don't feel this way anymore mm-hmm. and if if you if it's not your parents that's fine yeah. like for me it was not my parents for me honestly it was my husband like mm-hmm. now right, <laughs> you know? right like it took 20 something years before I finally had somebody that was like it, do, it yeah no questions asked like mm-hmm. what do we need to do like right. let's do whatever we need to do and I I that's also kind of me that's who I, that's mm-hmm. who I am for myself is like I kind of have to be the one to you know when I decided to go to counseling it wasn't him telling me to go to counseling it was me but he was the one that was there saying yeah absolutely right. like whatever you want to do you know with this podcast he knows that I want to do this and it's like yeah, absolutely. Like, whatever, you know. Right. And so it's, if you don't have someone like that in your life, it's it's really hard. And I didn't have someone like that in my life for a really long time. But, mm-hmm. so you can be that for yourself, but it makes it 10 times easier if yes. you have that person. And it's eye-opening to me as a parent now. It's like, I never want my daughter to feel like she cannot ask for help even if we hate each other you know like right I want her to feel comfortable to say like you know hey mom can you help me out like no matter what can I talk to you about this it's it's uncomfortable and I don't really want to but I need to talk to somebody and I'd rather talk to you like Mm -hmm. that would seriously probably the only reason my daughter wouldn't want to say that to me is because she knows I would just start crying yeah (laughs) yeah yes of course right oh god (laughs) 
I cry at everything, <laughs> especially <laughs> America's Got Talent, you guys. <laughs> I literally, yeah, I'm not lying. Last night, I laid in bed, <laughs> had my phone propped up, and I just watched these little Facebook clips because it wasn't even out right. on Hulu yet. Right. And I was just sobbing the whole time. <laughs> like, I'm just so happy for them. And, oh, my God. So I um... – Something changed in me when I had Charlotte. So, like, before I had Charlotte, I would watch those things. I would just feel so good and, like, everything. But now, like, after Charlotte, I watch them, and it makes me happy, but it also makes me so sad at the same time if it's somebody that has, like, a disability or something. Because I'm always looking at the parent, like, that one... The guy was autistic and blind, Mm -hmm. and he just gets on the piano and sounds like John Legend. Mm -hmm. Like, I was just, I was looking at the mom the whole time and just like, oh my god, she's so strong. Yeah. What an amazing parent. Like, I lose it, so I just don't. I just don't watch those things anymore because I just, I think about them, and I get upset. (laughs) And But what's funny, though, is Stephen, my husband, never used to be, like, He's like, don't, I don't, don't, that makes me sad. Like, I don't want to see those things. Yeah. You know? Then we had Charlotte, and now he's like, look at this guy. <laughs> look how well he can play. He's like, you gotta yeah. watch this. That's like, funny. he's the one showing me. And I'm like, you know that it's hard for me to watch these things. <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah. I will seriously cry at like <laughs> the drop somebody, of a hat. <laughs> yes. Like, it's kind of embarrassing, but, uh, and I'll, my husband, Alonzo, yeah, he loves it. He just thinks it's so funny. I can't even think of a, uh, did They'll, anything when you were pregnant, like, weird, make you cry? Hmm. I don't think so. I, surprisingly, I don't feel like I was super, like... Emotional? Yeah, like, I just... Am, I've always been emotional, <laughs> so I could. I don't think I really, like, noticed a big difference. Yeah. But I do feel like, now that you say that, I do feel like I cry more, like, uh, now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I, um... I'm also, and have always been, like, very emotional, and uh, when I was pregnant, same, like, I didn't, I was like, I don't really feel any difference, like, nothing, nothing's really, like, hitting me harder, and if anything, I almost felt like I was crying less when I was pregnant, Mm -hmm. I think because I was so freaking happy, like, I was, I mean, I cry when I'm happy, too, but um, there was this one day, (laughs) Stephen picked me up from work, and I can't remember why he had to pick me up, um... Oh, we were just going across the street to Walmart, so it was like mm-hmm. he picked me up because I dropped my car off to get the tires changed or something yeah. like that. And uh, so he picks me up, and he always listens to the country station, um, oh my God. which is normally Steven, fine. we're going to have to talk about this. <laughs> don't. I like it. <laughs> I mean, I don't – yeah. Anyways, so he's got, he's got the country station on, and it's – Forgive me, I do not know the song. I'm terrible at remembering song names. Um, but it's a Brad Paisley and Dolly Parton song. Mm-hmm. And so it's just Brad Paisley singing, and then Dolly Parton comes in. Yeah. And Dolly started singing. And he just started and sobbing. I lost my shit. Like, I just started bawling. And Stephen so looks over at me, and he's like, what <laughs> is wrong? And it's like... I just love Dolly Parton <laughs> so much. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> and do you even I listen mean, to her on no. a regular? So <laughs> I mean, I grew up hearing her sometimes, like on the radio yeah. and stuff. I mean, now I love her, you know, and I still don't listen to her. On, I don't listen to any music on a regular basis because of podcasts. But um, 
Yeah, I, I just, and now also, by the way, anytime I hear Dolly Parton, it still happens. Right. I don't, I don't cry. It's just as like a trigger for you as now. I did. Yeah, yeah, but definitely, I like cheer. Like, oh, Dolly. That's so funny. <laughs> I'm trying to think of like, um, like obviously, like giving birth to my daughter was pretty emotional. Like, I'm trying to think of, like, events or, like, times where I've just, like, been overwhelmed with, like, happiness and, like, joy and just, like, you know, uncontrollably, like, cannot stop crying. Right. This is so funny. But uh, definitely the day I saw Britney Spears live in concert. <laughs> I seriously, I was getting so mad at everybody else in the arena because I was, like, no, I am Britney Spears' biggest you fan. Like I was yeah, I was so just like in the worst mood and then she came on and I literally just started sobbing like it's like I've been waiting for this day for my whole life. And Alonso's just like a huge grin on his face, just like right. oh my Loving god. It. Yeah. <laughs> I seriously sang every song, every single word for the whole time she was performing and like also crying at the same time. Like <laughs> And just it's see little so Jordan funny. like sit like standing in front of the stage like looking yeah. up. So we starstruck. were pretty close. Let me just say that. But oh, were you? Yeah, I've heard that. Was it in Vegas? Uh huh. Yeah, I've heard those are really expensive. Was it expensive? Yeah. <laughs> worth it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was worth it. <laughs> so funny. So we, just so you guys know, worth it to go see Britney Spears. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I would. <laughs> I spent a lot of money on those tickets, but not as much as I could, and I totally regret it. I would totally. <laughs> did pay. you want to do the meet and greet? Yeah, I, I did, and I like debated. Like two grand yeah, I was gonna piece. say I did not spend over a thousand dollars. I would just say that. Okay, well, I that's... may have spent over five hundred, <laughs> but I'm not gonna give you the exact number. Uh, but yeah, I debated oh, for a while. I was like, do I do it? Like, oh, but I just. Mm. I mean. They were like tables, so you would sit with other people like at the table, oh. and the seat that we had was like literally right before the tables surrounding her little like okay. stage. So we yeah. were we were really close still. Close but... enough. There are tables. Yeah, they had. Were like... they just were those people just sitting? Yeah, they the were whole like time? VIP tables, and I think they would like bring you alcohol and stuff. Like you had like a. But she was she was performing right in front of you, and there are tables like right next. Yeah, to Yeah, so it was like a big, like a big long stage, and then a and then a part that she could like walk out on, and then the tables were kind of like in front of the huh. stage on the side of the catwalk. It's really of thing. awkward to be sitting at like a concert like that. That's right? true. They probably that just seems like, like a really weird. But all the time, yeah. Yeah. Huh. True. Interesting. But like, I feel like yeah, like a dinner show but yeah Br- yeah Britney so concert? that trip we were only in Vegas for like five days but we thought we were like really hot shit because <laughs> we went to that and then just on a whim we're like what should we do tonight and we also paid like hundreds of dollars to sit front row <laughs> at Chris Angel <laughs> so <laughs> random <laughs> So random. I promise you, I like never even heard of this man before. (laughs) But Alonzo's like, yeah, like it'll be fine. I was like, well, should we just buy front row? And you know, we were just on like a spending spree at that point. We're in Vegas. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But I'm not gonna lie, it was super cool. It was super cool. And he actually stood right next to me. Like it could have touched him, but. I would be too scared that all of his voodoo stuff would rub off. It was creepy. <laughs> it's so creepy. And I did not expect that, like, going in, so it definitely threw Some me off. Some of it's kind of gross, right? Like, doesn't he, like, 
yeah, there was like himself. Yeah, and like there was like saws and blood and uh, yeah, no, super creepy were you music. In the splash zone? No, thank God we were like kind of <laughs> off to the right, but yeah, no blood splatter. That's just creepy. Yeah, that. So Steve and I good. went to Vegas. Um, we were probably there about like the same amount of time, like maybe four or five days. And you know me, I had to do like all this research and figure out like what mm-hmm. the best, what show was the best to see. And um, Jersey Boys is like number has been like what the number is that? one. Uh, it's the it's like a musical, but it's um, about the Four Seasons. Okay. Uh, the band, the Four Seasons. Okay. Um, like I think they're like noted. Do wop. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It was really fucking good, but we so did all this research, found the best place to find yeah. tickets. We ended up being like I don't know three or four um, rows back, and then when we were walking in, D. Snyder was in front of us. Mm-hmm. Do you know who D. Snyder is? I feel like that sounds really familiar. He's got like he's from Twisted Sister. He's got like the blonde curly hair. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like the lead singer of Twisted Sister. Okay, he has like radio shows and stuff too, but. Um, we had better seats than decent. Really? That's <laughs> yeah. funny. That's and we cool. paid, I'm sure, we paid, like, nothing. Even when we were getting our tickets from, like, the box or whatever, he was like, wow, these are really good seats. Like, looking at us, yeah. here we are, like, young 20-year-olds in right. our, like, shorts and flip-flops. And <laughs> these are really good seats. I'm like, yeah, I know. That's funny. <laughs> That's funny. But that show is amazing. And side note, uh, they put their microphones in their hair. Really? Yeah. Like, it's... Only if you're that close can you tell. Can you tell, but, right? But, like, there's this little tiny, like, black mm-hmm. spot on all of them. Interesting. Like, what is that? And it's their microphone. I mean, I guess so that's that pretty clever. So that it's not clever. on their... Right. Or they don't and they can change like outfits that. and stuff like that and oh, not have to... Yeah. yeah. It was nuts. I was like, oh, man, that's so smart. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so why... I guess this is... A, question to kind of circle back to the beginning mm-hmm. why did you agree like what what made you agree to doing the podcast with me um I feel like I've I think also something that I think I thrive on is like tr- just going for things um I I guess like just within like my career career like I've always kind of looked at um, growth positions or positions to grow into as like opportunities for me to just practice so like anytime a position came up when I was working at the branch I never really questioned whether or not I was ready I just was like sounds like something that I could grow into or like learn I may not know all of what it entails as of right now or have the knowledge and skills, but that's not really for me to decide. So um, I like, and I would like always tell my coworkers, like, apply for this position. Like, the worst they can tell you is no. Yeah. And they'll most likely tell you why they told you no, like what right. areas you need to work on. And so I think for me, that. it was like, this is an opportunity for me to grow in a direction that maybe I haven't grown personally or professionally or whatever, um, just like as a human being and like, why not? You know, like if it fails and it's totally horrible, then like <laughs> I could say I tried, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, I think that's that's why it's just like, why not, you know? 
I think curiosity. I, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> well, that's cool. I mean, I appreciate <clears throat> you. Yeah. That you wanted to do it with me. Um, I think, uh, you know, obviously we're going to get better and we're going to, like, you know, I'm really looking forward to talking to people and learning more about each other and Mm -hmm. um, just learning in general. I mean, I haven't learned a new thing. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Like, other than parenting, which, you know, you just kind of do. You don't really learn it. Um, I haven't learned anything in a really long time, so this is, like, really exciting for me. I think it's going to be nice. I think it's going to be, um, especially if it's something that can end up helping me. Like, I'm all about yeah. making sure that we're, like, reaching people on a on a good level. And, um, yeah, I'm really excited about it. I'm really glad you said yes. Yay. <laughs> me too. Um I guess I was just going to piggyback like I'm excited about that too because a lot of the people we're interviewing like I'm like oh I know this person we should interview her but you don't know her at all Mm -hmm. so like you hearing her story for the first time just like our listeners aka (laughs) M&Ms are listening like that's new to you it's new to them right I might be familiar but like vice versa too so there's like a lot of people on our list that I've never met before yeah Um, I'm think almost everybody on our list either you really know them or I really know them but I don't think there's anybody that we both really know really know yeah 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 um yeah that's gonna be a lot of fun because I think uh I think it's nice to have two different perspectives too and like see you know if one person is gonna be picking up on like a certain part of their story and the other person's going to be picking up on something else. I think that's really mm-hmm. helpful too, to have like two different perspectives on each issue. Mm-hmm. Um, something also that we've talked about that just kind of popped in my head was like uh, the other day we were like, how many times do people say like, how cool would it be to start a podcast? And like, you just think about it. Like, yeah. I wouldn't say that this has been super hard or challenging no. at all. No. It's just like, deciding to do it you know like um I think almost 50 percent 60 percent of the people that I've told like yeah I'm I'm this is what I'm doing and you know hopefully it'll be ready by this time or you know this is what I'm uh working on they're like man I wish I could do a podcast same and like every single person I'm like well why not why don't you right yeah well it's just it's so much of this or it's so much it's so much time or I don't have this. I don't have that. There's so many resources out there. I mean, thank thankfully, shout out to Alonzo. Thanks, Alonzo. <laughs> He's going to be recording our or uh, editing our mm-hmm. episodes, which is huge. I mean, that's that's like a really big time thing, and that's a lot of people's reasoning for not. Yeah. Um, there are websites that will cut out like time. You know, like you. we'll yeah. kind of pre-edit for you so that it makes it easier. I mean, it's nuts the amount of resources there are out there to like start a podcast Mm -hmm. i mean the mic that i bought which is a great mic came in like a kit it's called like a podcast kit yeah (laughs) so it's got came with like the headphones and the mic and the stand and like i don't know i just yeah i think um a lot of people just think it's it's hard i think it's really easy for yeah for people to think of all the things that might challenge them Mm -hmm. instead of just like focusing on the one step that they could take today yeah to like 
get towards it actually yeah. happening, which is all we did, really. It right. was like, okay, what do we have now? Right. What okay, do we need? what do we need? Yeah, so I think it was just like, we need an extra microphone. So then once that happened, it was like, okay, we've got that. So like, what's next? Yeah. We need to meet up and make sure these all, we know how to actually function these wires, which I guess we could <laughs> tell them about that. <laughs> well, real, real quick side note. So Stephen has been talking about like, since we got into podcasts, same thing. He's like, man, I really want to start like a hockey podcast, this and that. Um, but he's never taken the steps to like do it. And then when I decided that I was going to, uh, or not decided, but when I asked you and you agreed and we were like, okay, let's do this. And I started taking the steps to start the podcast. He was like, well, I'm really excited that you're getting all this stuff. Cause then maybe I can do one with your stuff. And I'm like, no. <laughs> You're gonna have to do it by yourself. Yeah, you cannot borrow my stuff, actually. Um, oh yeah, starting starting up was okay. So the one like full practice run was at my house. Mm-hmm. A lot of probably fifty percent of the equipment we're using, um, Alonzo already had um, so we met up at my house so that Alonzo could teach us how to use it. And it went well. Like, we got it to, like, sound good. Yeah, no, we didn't. (laughs) Um, It sounded good. Like, we, yeah, it was, like, all good. So we left and we're like, okay, so this day. Totally easy. We could do this no problem. Yeah, now all we just need to do is figure out which day we're going to record the first episode. So fast forward to today. I, like, bring, we bring all of our stuff. And um, I'm like, man, this, basically the converter thing that we have was not picking up our mics it was like just giving us trouble so we're like oh my gosh it's the cord that connects the converter to the computer so we decide that it's a cord and we drive to walmart to buy a new cord they of course don't have the cord we need so we have to buy this like multi-pack that's like ten dollars more than what we actually need to spend we come back and we're like oh my god is it the converter like it's still not working we're gonna have to buy a whole new thing and then i think i'm like trying to mess with the computer and then i look over and denise is like kind of red and she's like um I think it's working now. We press like a, a button. There, there's a there's a button on the back that we didn't press. Which apparently <laughs> is kind of like on. So <laughs> there's that. Um, and then we're like, okay, we're ready to rock. And then um, we are like practicing again. We're like, why can't we hear? Like we can hear each other in our mics fine. It's like barely picking up any sound. Nothing's happening. It sounds great in our headphones, but mm-hmm. when we play it back, it sounds like crap. Yeah, yeah. So I call Alonzo and I'm like, help. And I'm like, can you just come here and like help us? And he's like, no. <laughs> so I'm like, dang it. So then I'm like messing around the computer and you guys, it was recording from my laptop like our mics weren't even working so yeah needless to say that was like an hour and 20 minutes but we figured it yeah, out but you know what we will always remember how to plug everything <laughs> yeah this will what never happen again we need to press oh my gosh uh, that was a yeah that was i feel like that needed to happen it broke the ice you know like oh that yeah things started yeah actually i think it did because i was pretty nervous all day today actually really? and not really nervous to like talk Anxious. but I think just like it's like okay but how do we start it yeah you know like that's the hard part again I guess yeah. just breaking the ice like yeah I think that's the one thing that like maybe 
maybe not great about us having in common is we're both like planners yeah. we both like plan things out and I mean it's great in a lot of aspects but when it comes to just like doing it asking the questions or starting the podcast or ending the podcast it's like right. it's like well, girl just we start this or should we try this <laughs> yeah should we record it this many times how many times should we like mm-hmm. test drive you mm-hmm. know it's like just do it just do it and yeah. I have to tell myself that all the time <laughs> so. yeah um, I read well I didn't read I listened to this audiobook called um the five second rule and that's basically like what I have to tell myself all the time I just have to like even like sometimes if I have to call a client or something mm-hmm. and I'm like you know what I don't know how this conversation is <laughs> gonna go I don't feel like it's gonna go well I just literally have to like count myself down from five and, and then, then just, just the, do it yeah. yeah do you go through every scenario in your head like the way oh, that it absolutely. could go yeah and do you always start with like the worst case scenario I feel like it progressively gets gets like worse worse. yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah. I do that like when Steven's driving the car (laughs) yeah (laughs) oh my god yeah but you can't say anything if if he's like Alonzo if you make a peep it's getting worse like yeah I'm always in the passenger seat like I mean I'm driving for the most part but when I am in the passenger seat I'm always like Pressing on my your invisible yeah Yeah, my my invisible brake that's funny I'm like closing my eyes I'm like (laughs) bracing myself and then he always looks over and he's like what are you doing you're like nothing I'm fine (laughs) that's funny okay I'll drive next time it's cool (laughs) that's interesting that you drive most of the time oh one hundred percent of the time I'm like do you want to drive oh I love driving Mm. I'm all about it. Like, I'm in control. That's why I like it. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. And... I'm just lazy. I also... <laughs> I also know, like... Well, this is going to sound, like, cocky, but I know I'm a good driver. Yeah. Steven is okay. Questionable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I'm better. That's funny. He's going to hear this and be mad. I know. I know. <laughs> That's okay, though. We'll just have to have him on one day and he could dispute. Yeah. True. <laughs> true. Alonzo would definitely say that he's the better driver, which is probably accurate. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, but I'm not horrible. Yeah, I've I've been all about. I've want like um since I was like 14. Mm-hmm. I'm I've enjoyed driving. Did you um, get your license right when you turned 16? No, but I was driving yeah. my friends' cars around downtown Lexington with uh, a learner's permit. Permit. Not. With any relative in the car or anyone over eighteen, <laughs> like, it's fine. You know, it was like after midnight most of the time. So. Right, right. <laughs> it, was, it was fine. I only got pulled over once. Um. So, fun fact, actually, uh, I thought about this like last week, and I don't know that I ever told you. So, we've talked before about like, um, numbers or like signs. So, like you, Charlotte, and Stephen are mm-hmm. all born on like similar numbers right yeah we all have single digit birthdays okay yeah um and then we talked about alonzo and i alonzo was born on december 2nd and i'm december 5th right and so like really confusing we're only a year apart in the year um both sagittarius like but i just realized that you were born on june 5th mm-hmm. and i'm december 5th <gasps> six months yeah yeah (laughs) which is kind of weird so um that's cool yeah yeah I'm yeah what what's uh Ryan's birthday October 12th 
She throws a curveball in it. Although. But she does have a cool story, too. So my uncle was born on October 21st. Um, and he passed away. And so he passed away on November 21st, which is also kind of weird. Um, but Ryan, I was like hoping that, okay, so her due date was the 10th. And I was like, there's no way she's going to be that late. Right. But we were like, it'd be kind of cool. Um, but oddly enough, she was born on the 12th. So 21 and 12, if you flip those around and she happened to be born at 11, 21 AM. Weird, right? (laughs) Yeah, that is weird. Yeah. Yeah. You could you could think that's super random, but like to me I'm like I know. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Like, you know. So So Steven cool. so weird things with Steven and me as far as numbers go, um, are I'm not gonna say what they are, mm-hmm. but our socials are only oh, two yeah. digits different from that's each so other. That's so weird. Like the only part of our socials that are different are the last two numbers, which is so weird. Super weird. Um, he's nine four uh, his birthday is 9-4, mine is 6-5, and even though that doesn't sound like anything, that's exactly three months. Like, if you look mm. on the calendar, it's the so it falls on the same day of the week, mm-hmm. so it's exactly three months apart. Uh, and then Charlotte is 3-1, so it's three, so she's 3-1, I'm 6-5, he's 9-4, so we're 3-6-9. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which makes me feel like a lot of pressure to have a December baby yeah. <laughs> next. That's funny. <laughs> um, but yeah, just, and then, so quick, I'll get it. I'm sure I'll get into this later on in the podcast, um, but I don't want to take too much of our time. Uh, it took me six days of being induced to have Charlotte. Mm-hmm. And when I got, when I got pregnant and they gave me my due date, my due date with her was March 13th. Right. And... I really wanted a single-digit birthday mm-hmm. because whatever, mine and Steven are single mm-hmm. digits. I feel like it's easier to remember a single-digit birthday. Um, I feel like once you get into the teens or 20s, people tend to forget which number it is. I don't know. It probably doesn't make any sense. Um, but uh, So it took six days to have her. I was called in to, uh, to be induced on the 23rd of February. Mm. And then, um, so I was like, well, I'm just, I just have to deal with that, right. you know, whatever. Like she's coming when she comes. Well. Mm-hmm. And then I had her on March 1st and I told my midwife and my doula like, well, I did always want a single digit birthday. And they both just looked at me like, so this is your fault. That right. it takes yeah. six yeah. days to That's so you. crazy. I'm yeah. excited for us to talk about our like birth stories. Yeah. And, like, that's going to be an intense episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so I guess we just want to say thanks for listening to episode one of Mental Maintenance. And we really hope you guys continue to listen. Um, but we're always looking for your feedback. So yeah, uh, if you want to connect with us um, outside of the podcast, uh, we do have Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And they are all at Mental M Podcast. If you want to email us, mmpodcast1 at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. So again, I'm Jordan. I'm Denise. And thanks for hanging out with us. See you next time. Hey, M&Ms. Thanks for joining us once again on Mental Maintenance Monday. We wanted to take time to remind you that your story deserves to be told. 
That's right. And you can always reach out to us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Mental M Podcast or email us at mmpodcast1 at gmail.com. We love you. Bye.